Unarmored Talk podcast, episode number three, The Diagnosis, You're Going Blind, hosted by Mario P. Fields, with today's guest, Charmaine Betty Singleton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unarmored Talk podcast, where we will have real life conversations that, you know, that hopefully helps you gain a better understanding of how feelings, emotions, and thoughts can influence the outcome and to help you develop an accurate way of thinking. I'm your host, Mario P. Fields, and joining me today is the Charmaine Betty Singleton. She's a Lieutenant Colonel, retired entrepreneur, Vetrepreneur. She, I think she built a space shuttle. I mean, she has done everything in every sector of the world. Charmaine, please, please introduce yourself to our viewers and listeners. Good morning. Thank you, Mario. Yes, I <laughs> am fortunate to do what I want to do. As a child, my parents told me that I could be anything that I wanted to be right. and do anything that I wanted to do with hard work and dedication. So I took that to heart. And I have tried to not only work hard and do what I want to do, but help others in the process. So that is me like that. all day long. And I go by the um, AKA, so to be as CBS. And that's what everybody <laughs> calls me. Char you know, you're retired to the Colonel, so I can go Charlie Bravo Sierra. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, and I like what you said, Charmaine, before we jump into the topic, you know, it's, you know, your parents, they gave you that positive reinforcement early, but you, you went from, I can do this to how can we do this? How can, how can I be better for other people? And I, I really picked up on it. And I really appreciate that, Charmaine. Thank you. You know, no worries. So let, hey, let's jump right into the topic. The diagnosis, ma'am, you're going blind. Talk, talk to us about that. Give us some background. Yes. Um, well, I grew up um, at an early age wearing glasses. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as you get older and you want to be cute and everything like that, um, I had <laughs> LASIK surgery. Right. <laughs> so I didn't have to wear glasses, only sunglasses. And um, throughout the years, um, I started losing sight, but I thought it was just because of reading, because I am an attorney and everything of that nature. Right. But it wasn't no big the thing I just go back to the glasses so long story short I go to Iraq and because of my rank you know I don't have to drive around people are driving me and, around and, and Charmaine what, what rank were you and what was your rank I was a lieutenant colonel at the time in Iraq wow. and I was on joint base Balad. while wow, lieutenant colonel in Iraq Yes. And so I really didn't notice that anything was that bad because people were taking care of me as I was taking care of others. Right. Um, so I come back from the deployment and everything and go to where my car is parked, get into the car, try to back it out. And long story short, I can't see. I am barely navigating, you know, to try to do what I needed right. to do. So I called the doctor and that's when it happened. They told me through after a bunch of tests that not only did I have um, a problem with my retina, I had glaucoma and I also had a condition called keratotonus. Wow. So, so, so you're a Lieutenant Colonel. You're back from Iraq. You, you survived the tour in combat. 
you're just simply trying to back out of a parking spot. Well, I'm assuming on base or was it? Locus. No, it was at my friend's um, um, garage because we had to store our cars right. before we left. So it was at her garage and I'm backing out to go where I have to go now. And and and, and just can't even really see. And you go right. to the doctors, just not even imagining those uh, those diagnoses, if you will. And I'm not a doctor by any by any chance or way, nor do you want me to be one. But um, so talk to me. So when 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 you get this news that you essentially your eyes are shot, right? Your eyes are bad. And you're Lieutenant Colonel, and now you can't see. What what's the first thing? You know what went with your mind? That this is not going to happen. Mm. Um, I have to see because seeing <laughs> is my livelihood. Seeing is what I do as an attorney. I have to read briefs. Right. I have to read people's documents. I have to give advice to other people. Wow. And then I um, read in my part-time life, you know, advocating for others, you know, writing books, doing different things like that. So, and even for fun, I love reading books. At the age of seven, my dad took me um, to the library for the first time and um, reading is my life. It calms me down. And I'm like, I can't see. So this was a major, so right. So this was something major, like this was taking away a major, you know, you know, we always talk about feelings That's your eyes, your ears, you know, your smell, your senses. So it's it's attacking one of your major feelings that's your eyes yes. and something you enjoy doing and wow. So 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 you so you have all of these emotions um, running through your mind. How did you start to you know, how did you go about your daily business after that as a lieutenant colonel and you're an attorney? Yes. Yeah, so basically for the most part, I hid it unless I had to tell um, trusted friends. Okay. Um, because I had to do my job. You mm. know, I had to do my job. I had to accomplish the mission. And because of what my parents instilled in me and because of my faith in God, I was not really taking this diagnosis. Um, right. So you so, were in kind of denial. Yes, I was in denial. Yeah. And um, I, 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 I had to wear these hard contacts. And um, I pretended, I'm going to be honest, I pretended to go through the motions so the doctor could give me this contact so I could leave. And then I was going to figure it out later on because I needed a drive. You know, you mentioned, you know, Charmaine, you mentioned something and and I'm glad we're talking about this. I think a lot of times, a lot of us are in denial of what is wrong with us. And and, and it makes a difference. And I don't know, you know, it's it's our pride, um, whatever, but but just listening to you tell me how you were in denial and what you did, do you think that helped your situation or later on hurt your situation? I think it, I'm conflicted with this answer. Yeah, that's because fine. Because in the military, you in the army, I, I, army, you suck it up and you drive on. I have nothing against the army. I'm a Marine, but we're going to <laughs> Yeah, and you so you suck it up and you drive on right. and you don't want to show any weakness and you try yeah. to find solutions to problems. And as an officer, you learn to do those kind of things, but also um, you don't want anybody to use anything that is negative against right. you. So the people that needed to know, because I know I could go to them for help and I would probably get the right kind of compassion. Um, I told them. 
Right. And that was my support system to help me to do what I needed to do until I was ready because I had to disclose it eventually when I had surgeries on my eyes. Right, right. And then so from, from the time you got the, the, the news, I won't say bad or good, I'll just say, you know, we're trying to teach the listeners and viewers an accurate way of thinking the news. From the time you got the news um, until you had the surgery, what was the time span? Um. I came back in 2011, and my first surgery was 2015. So four years later, and, and, and I'm assuming that your, your eyesight had to get better or worse. I mean, what, what was the doctor <laughs> saying before they could do the surgery? Okay, because of my age and everything, they told me basically- At 25? Yeah, 25, <laughs> something, something like that. <laughs> But because of my age, and at that time I was under 50, um, right. they said that um, it had to get worse before it got better. So they told me, and I had medication, I had eye drops for my eyes, right. and I was going to the doctor back and forth. But basically, they said before I had surgery, it had to get worse. It had to get to a point that I was almost blind, so to speak. And then they were ready to do it. And what they did was one eye first, which was my um, left eye, because that was the worst eye. Right. And they did that. And then when that one um, was almost healed a year later, then they went ahead with my right eye. Wow. Wow. So four years later, two surgeries. And, and did that improve your eyesight, your confidence? You know, how was that after? Uh, the uh, surgery. Yes, it improved my eyes. Yes, it did. Um, I wear now hard contacts to see daily. Okay. And so sometimes days that it's a struggle to right. get the contacts in because they're hard ones. And um, I'm supposed to take them out throughout the day to get my eyes to have some um, air in them. And for relaxation, I take um, off out the contacts and I wear, um, <laughs> if you want to say, Urkel glasses. Everybody <laughs> remembers that. And those are not really for seeing. It's just to rest my eyes. Right. Um, wow. So I can't drive with that. I can read a little bit. But normally, I will just, um, if I am going to read without the contacts, in, the um, books or the paper is close to my face. Right. Um, yeah, so that is my life. And if I'm having a bad day, having a migraine or anything of that nature, and I can't get the contact in, I'm homebound. Right. So, so I, I, you know, I know in the military, it is a lot of the demand on senior officers. Um, and then you're an attorney. So I know your circle is even smaller as far as, you know, colleagues that you could talk to. But the depression set in. You know, I, I, I got to believe I can only imagine getting that diagnosis. So I got to believe that there was some type of depression. And if you did experience it, how, how did you cope with it? How did you deal with it? Yes, it did set in yeah. um, because um, I'm a driver uh, normally and my friends are all over the place. Um, and so I was limited in driving for a while. Um, and at, at some parts, I could not even drive. Um, yeah. I had to depend on others and that is not something I normally do. Right. Normally people come to me for help and I don't like asking for help. Right. Um, so I had to do things a different way. At nighttime when I could drive, I couldn't drive highways. 
Um, so I'm taking the long way. So something that may take 15 minutes may take me an hour because I'm bypassing everything for the safety of myself and other people. So, so you just, so your entire life just had to change for and, that and, moment in time and trying to deal with everything. And yes, of course, I was depressed. And yeah. so we have coping me mechanisms. And right. with Let's talk about that. Different things. Um, prayer of course but when prayer is not working you know uh, i'm one of those people i have something to drink at night to go to sleep yeah. and i have coffee in the morning to wake up you know i don't drink to get drunk i drink so the 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 depression the loneliness the um i can't believe this has happened to me goes away so i can sleep you know right and, and i and i think drink a lot the of coffee us to wake up to conquer the world and do the mission <laughs> matter of fact let me yeah, I got got my coffee mug right here. Let me. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so look, looking back on it, Charmaine, and as we as we define feelings, emotions, and thoughts, I, I think a lot of people get confused on what is a feeling, what's an emotion, and then what's a thought. Um, feeling is what you you see, of course. What you you had a challenge with that. Feelings is all your hands, your eyes, your ears, and then emotions is that anxiety, that depression, all that internal stuff, and then thought is just going okay. Um, what information do I have? What do I know? And let's make a decision. How did those three things play into what, what seems to be a very positive outcome from a dire situation? I, I have to go back to my faith and my family. You know, um, we've been through a, a lot moving from the West Indies to the United States. Mm. Um, me being the um, one of the first people in my family to go to college and law school, um, going into the military, being deployed. I took everything, whether positive or negative, and said, you know what, if I can overcome this obstacle, Right. You know, the, what I've done in the past, I can overcome this. Yes, I have to listen to what the doctors say. Yes, I have to, you know, still exercise and eat right. But I think it was mostly that positive um, foundation that I had that mm. this too shall pass and I can get through this. I like, I like, I like how you highlighted your experiences. Yes, and keep pressing on, keep moving, through, keep walking. Um, I couldn't give up. Right. Um, because I still had a lot to accomplish, but at the same token, I'm saying, okay, if I have to learn Braille, I'm going to learn Braille. <laughs> you know, if I have to find somebody that's going to help me, they're going to help me. If I need a dog and I don't like dogs, nothing against dogs, I'm going to get a C and I dog and we're going to do this thing because my life is not over yet. Right. Whatever it is, you know, so I made some alternate decisions, you know, as a, a, a st strategy, because I know I had a lot to accomplish. Right. But my first and foremost thought process was, I'm going to get through this, I'm going to be able to drive, I'm going to be able to work. And it's not over until God said it was over. Right. Wow. And, and you, you know, you kind of remind me of myself. I mean, I, I, you know, when I was born, I was born at five foot two, and I never grew. So mm. I just said, <laughs> <laughs> So I said to myself, it doesn't matter how tall a mountain is. It doesn't matter. I'm seven foot now. But, you know, and, and, and thank you, Charmaine. You know, again, I, I really I really like how you highlighted your your experiences when you were young, you know, and how your parents and that foundation shaped your ability to handle a crisis, a personal professional challenge 
uh, you know, uh, as you as you gotten, I don't say older, I'll say season. Uh, that's that's the new word for 2020. I'll say season. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, there, is there is there is you know before we before we close out because I know you are busy and I want to be a good steward of your time again, ladies and gentlemen. You got to read Charmaine's bio on LinkedIn. She is like I think she's building a space shuttle right now. But <laughs> <laughs> is there anything looking back on that situation? And, 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 and is there any advice you can give uh, our viewers and listeners in regards to when they wake up and they get informed of something to them that is not good, if you will? Yes, for me um, personally, and I don't want to use religion, but I'm a person of faith. That's fine. So the first thing for me. Just on Armour Talk. Right. Yeah, so I'm just saying that's me. But after that, Assess your relationships and find uh, people within your support system that you can talk to and that you can trust. Um, and those people, for me, they help me through this process. Another thing is if there is a doctor or a professional that you need to go to for help. My doctors were amazing. Right. You know, I cried when one doctor, when he gave me the news and I said, okay, you got to break this down to me because I'm not feeling good about this. And we had an honest conversation, you know, so doctors are good. There's a stigma about going to a doctor, whether it is, a, yeah. you know, your uh, a mental health professional or something of that, a psychiatrist or something of that arena, go to them, use them. They're there for a reason right no i like that ask for help that's what i got from you charmaine is just don't be afraid yes ask, 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 ask for, for help. help and then don't give up on yourself don't give up on yourself yes and uh, one thing also is you did not cause this situation a lot of times when something goes wrong it's like what yeah. did i do to right. make this happen you know, and the doctors would say, well, this decision, this decision, this decision. I was like, okay, don't blame me. All right, just fix it. You know, I'm not having this kind of pity party. Your job, I'm a lawyer. You come to me for advice. I come to you. Now you need to fix me. So fix it, you know. <laughs> well, it looks like it looks like they did a wonderful job and, and um, I got your information. So if something happens to me, I'll call and get your doctors. But <laughs> la ladies and gentlemen, again, we were blessed to have the Charmaine Betty Singleton with us. And until next time, and, and I want to leave everyone with this too, is, is as Charmaine so eloquently stated, we all will have our own experiences that that's unique to us, but it's that your attitude, it's understanding emotions and, and applying thought to get you through it and just staying positive saying, I know I can make it through this. Is that, is that a, can I get an amen on that one, Charmaine? Amen, hallelujah. <laughs> the next time I see you guys later. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Unarmored Talk podcast. Subscribe at www.unarmoredtalk.com to receive information on the release of upcoming episodes. Unarmored Talk podcast is sponsored by Global Inspirational Speakers, LLC, a inspirational speakers bureau that connects inspirational speakers to the world.